Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Did you know Cisco helps manage service providers directly? Know about the Cisco Partner Program? Focused on helping partners combine managed services expertise and service creation with innovative Cisco technology and proven go-to-market resources. There's a program option for you. With provider pricing, MDF, and marketing resources coupled with Cisco's leading technologies, including Meraki, Duo, and Umbrella. Learn more with the link right in the show notes. Hello, everybody. This is Amy Babinchak. I'm one of the hosts here at the SMB Community Podcast. And today, my guest is Heather Johnson of Gozinta. Thank you, Heather, for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Amy. Hey, um, you and I were talking, and um, you said something that I just found incredibly valuable. And then I asked if I could talk to you about it, and we did. And then I asked you if I could talk to you about it on the podcast. And you graciously agreed to join me here because I think it's such an important topic. And that topic is that you have had the experience of being the end user of someone who, a business that has an MSP contract, not having any idea really what that meant, and then finding yourself in the position of having to review MSP competitor contracts and determining whether you were getting value from the MSP. And this is something that is so invisible to us as MSPs that um, your, your perspective and being able to share that with us, what that was like, what the position you felt you were in, where, you know, just that whole thing, it's just, it's a black box. And I, it's something that we need to, we, we worry about as, as MSPs, are we actually making an impact? Are we, we think we're important, but <laughs> if nobody else knows we're important, then, um, you know, all is lost, so. Yeah, it's it's a real important thing because in the five years that we had an MSP and it, it, they, we had been working with MSPs long before that, I didn't know what an MSP was until I went to IT Nation after I was almost at the end of working at that institution. Um, so a little background, I was um, in senior leadership at a 50-person uh, university. Um, we had an MSP um, later on when I learned the term MSP and my husband, who was the COO of an MS or CEO of an MSP said, you know what an MSP is? Your company has one. And I said, no, I, who, who's that? And he said, you have, you know, Kareem and you have either the people that you work with. And I said, oh, the computer guys oh, that's what an MSP is, the computer guys? And, and, you know, we didn't have it. He said, well, they're not an internal IT department. That is what MSP is. And I said, oh, that's so interesting. It was in retrospect that I saw things that um, would have made a lot of these things easier when working with the MSP. So that's kind of how our discussion got started is that first and foremost, 
And, and you know, obviously I don't speak for everyone that hires an MSP. That isn't our biggest decision we're making. It is for you guys very central to your business and you guys deal with that every day. To us, we have a job we've been hired to do and what we want is for our computers to work, our printers to work, and that everything is safe so we don't have any problems. And so if we're going to take the, the expense of bringing somebody in for that, we assume everything's done. So in hindsight, I would always say, only offer to your customers the protection that's going to keep them safe. Because if they're paying you anything, they're assuming that everything's being taken care of because that was always my assumption. Um, you know, if there was some higher security level we needed and we opted for maybe a middle tier plan, uh, we always we always went for the middle tier plan. We were a nonprofit. We didn't do the lowest. We didn't do the highest. We did the middle. <laughs> that, that was pretty much standard. So if that didn't have all we needed, we didn't understand what we needed. So, as, an, as an employee, though, when you and I first talked, you didn't even understand that there was anyone other than the guy that you saw. Yes. Like the MSP was invisible to you. Right. And and. That has been a goal of a lot of MSPs. Like we're we're the we're the invisible hand that just keeps things running, stay out of the way and in the background. But when you came to actually be plucked up to say, hey, we need a team to review this, you were like, I don't think any nothing's happening here because I just see this guy and I don't need us, I don't need this other stuff. Yeah, like, it, it's very, yeah, absolutely. Um, we had one tech that was on site um, for, I think, four hours a day for a few days a week. And he is, if we had an issue, we called him, we texted him. Uh, we didn't definitely didn't use any uh, customer portals or anything like that. I had his actual personal text number um, because that was how we communicated. So we just, you know, reached out to Kareem whenever. Um, and we knew that somebody who sent Kareem also sent us a very lovely gift basket all the time, but it got to be a joke because when we would do budget budgets and look at the numbers, we'd be like, wow, this line item is huge when it was for, for the IT and what we were paying this MSP. And it was like, well, they should be getting us a bigger gift basket because we don't even know what they're doing. We have old computers and we have this and that and, you know, we had no idea what services were available. Um, and you know, that's one of the that's one of the things as well. When I was talking to Brian later, we were talking about um, how vendors call would call and ask for the HR department and say, you know, you should have this software. And I'd be like, okay, sure. Um, and he said, well, you didn't talk to the MSP about that. I'm like, why would I do that? Was I supposed to do that? I had no idea. So there's we had somebody that was a direct contact with the MSP, but it was really not the decision makers. Um, and so he went back and forth, but it wasn't getting to all the employees that these are the services that are available. You know, we'll help you pick software. We'll make sense out of it for you. Um, you know, one of the, another thing was that we had all different software in different departments. I think we had like, 
a whole bunch of different subscriptions to the same software as well, because each department needed Adobe. And so we just kept getting licenses everywhere. We had no idea that that was something that we should be coordinating. We just got what we needed for our department. We didn't ask anybody else. Um, but one of the things I said was, you know, we have five different systems. So if somebody changes their address, we literally have to go to every single. And he said, you know, the MSP could have helped you out. That could have been project work there. And, 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 you know, so it was, it was very interesting to find out in retrospect, what we could have been taking advantage of, but we didn't know. So, so I'm interested in where the, where the failure was, right? So mm. you didn't, you didn't know in, mm -hmm. Um, but yet you did have somebody that you worked with from the MSP. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I tell the, all the guys in, in my MSP and, and women, um, is that you are the salesperson, right? You are supposed to be the one that generates the projects because they're the one that does the everyday touch with the customer. And so, um, he should be, he should have been seeing some of those things and saying, we can do this differently and, and suggesting those things. There's, so some MSPs tackle this by having an account manager, but like, but like you said, there's this weird barrier between the person representative from the MSP, whether it's the owner or the account manager, whatever, coming and meeting with their point of contact mm. and you, as the common employee, right? right? There's this, there's this like insurmountable space. Mm -hmm. And I've mm -hmm. always found the only person who can bridge that gap is my help desk person. Mm -hmm. They're like, the, they're like, I always think of them as the front door to my business mm -hmm. because they're the ones, they talk to every employee. They see, they do all the software installations. They do all the troubleshooting. They, they know more about that business than any account manager or manager level person working in that company mm. can possibly know. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I like, uh, for me, I like to train up my staff to be like, you know, your part of your job is to answer the question that the customer has, but it's also to ask why they have the question mm. <laughs> and what can we, what can we do to, stop them from having that question, right? What can I we like improve? I like that. W one of the other things I was thinking of was uh, because I was working in HR, we used to have um, the insurance company come in every year and talk about how to maximize people's insurance plans. And we used to have our 401k representative come in for an hour and talk about how employees can get the most and invest the best way in their 401k. And it wasn't just a one-time thing because people need to hear things over and over and over again, because the health insurance, picking an MSP and knowing what benefits are available, um, 401k, those aren't the things that are always front of mind. So hearing it again and again is important. So kind of going to that connection and saying, you know, we have an annual um, meeting that we want to do with all of the employees so you can reach everybody and they know what is available um, and, and can 
take better advantage of what is happening. I think it, it works best for everybody um, and, and can communicate things. So, you know, when we were at the point with this MSP that we thought they were only you know, sending sending Kareem and some gift baskets, we decided it was time to find another MSP because we didn't know what they had been doing all that time. Um, and they had been with us for, for a long, long time. And so we started looking for new MSPs. And this was a group of eight senior level executives that had a million other things to do. And every once in a while, an MSP would come in and we didn't know what really what they were talking about too much, but it was like, okay, I kind of understand. And when somebody's saying, okay, it doesn't really mean they're always understanding. So that's always something you want to really make sure that you're clear and in, in, in explaining things because, you know, it, saying what they actually need is important for them to understand and that they have responsibilities in this as well. Uh, we had so many of our staff that would send money because <laughs> to, and it was like, oh boy. And, and always one of the senior levels would say, well, why did that even get through? Because we have an MSP or well, I wouldn't even, we have computer guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why would that even come through? So not even understanding their own responsibility to keep the organization safe, that you don't just wire money randomly. Um, you don't do that. So kind of having those lessons in there is so important. Um, but um, so I think having kind of continuing education is is a great thing because then you know we start having MSPs come in and talk to us we don't know how to hire an MSP or computer guys and so one of them came to us and said we are an MSP that specializes in nonprofits i still have no idea what that means but yet all of a sudden, if you are not an MSP that specialized in nonprofits, then that was not somebody we would consider because the only thing we had learned about how to compare MSPs was this one knows how to deal with us personally. And we were like, okay, we trust you. And it was just that one little phrase. So um, now they did a wonderful job. They actually did sit down in every department and look for, um, and, and not just assume, you know, with the question, what do you need? We have no idea what we need. We have no idea what can be done. We have no clue. So it was kind of walking us through the process of what our day is like. And I'm sure it took a lot of time to kind of figure out uh, where, were, where were things we could automate and make, make easier. And even those questions, I have to say, you, you have to really put the benefits out there because I kept putting that meeting off because I'm like, I really don't have time for this. I'm sure I'm doing things fine. Um, so really have to be thinking about this is going to save you so much. This is going to make your life so much easier. And that's how they eventually got me to sit down and talk. Yeah, I think it would be it would be hard to get uh, to get the employees to show up for that meeting. But we may have some a little bit of leverage on that now because more insurance companies for cyber insurance are requiring that everybody have an annual cybersecurity training. Wow. So that might they might start to become more of a more of a thing where sorry, this is just what you have to do. But I'm very intrigued by your idea that we do come forth like an insurance company or the 401k investors and say, here is how you can use us better. Here are all the things that you can do. Here are all the things that we can provide. Um, and uh, that's a totally different take on that. 
quarterly business review that nobody really does because <laughs> customers don't want it. Because why do they want to sit there and hear you tell them about how wonderful you are? Like, you know, here's all the wonderful things I did for you. It's like, well, who cares? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't want to take time to listen to that. And, you know, I unless just want they, it done. Yeah. I just want it done. Yeah. Unless there's a role of a CIO in there, you know, that's yeah. their, that's their GM, but most people just don't want to do it. So this is an entirely different take on it, right? Yeah. Here are all the things, the things that we offer. Here's what you can be doing to take advantage of those things and maybe give them some tips on how they can be safer or a couple of productivity tips, maybe throw them in there. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm loving that idea. Yeah, and not a uh, you know, framed as this is a benefit that you guys do for them. And and I don't think there's any business owner that wouldn't want their employees to maximize the spend that they're making. That is a large investment they're making. And if people aren't using it fully, then then there needs to be more education on it. So saying, you know, really, it, it's we recommend that it's a mandatory meeting for all employees. So they all know what we offer and how we can help. Uh, that way you're getting to choose the best software that you don't have seven licenses purchased of the same software when you really only need one. You know, it'll save you money in the long term. It'll save you productivity, uh, time. Uh, frustration um, and and we can help you better if we can you know we, we can all work together as a team and and that makes you very sticky yeah even letting them know what they already own so many times we find that um, especially when we first start with the client that you know they might have a Microsoft 365 suite and then they've gone out and they've bought some other software and it's like you know and we come in and we're like well, you already own something that does this, you know, is, is there a reason why you're not using that? And they're like, oh, we didn't know. Is you, I mean, it's always the answer, like, oh, we didn't, we didn't know. So, um, so yeah, just, gosh, letting them know what, reminding them what they already own. Because yeah. you're right, from the employee point of view, um, you know, their 365 suite is their email and Word and Excel and PowerPoint. And that's maybe OneDrive and that's it. But at last time I counted, which was a few months ago, there was 42 applications that came with that suite. So, so there's a huge amount of opportunity there. And I don't think mm -hmm. that, I think very, very few employees realize that. Mm, yeah. For sure. Or business owners, like, uh, no, no, if you ever want to do anything, you already own it. <laughs> right, right. And that not that great to know? But that's, you know, that's why they're bringing experts in to, to help them with that. So, you know, it's kind of like that will allow me to help you, <laughs> you know, we, we can right. help you even more. Um, it's not just this, you are paying for all of this. So let's, let's, you know, use all of it. Um, it because, yeah, then it, it does make you an integral part of the team. They get to know you. They get to realize, oh, I, I can reach out for help here. I'm not alone. Nobody really likes to compare software, but I was doing it all the time and didn't have to. That was tons of hours that I should have been doing something else that I probably didn't even do well <laughs> that I could have gotten some, some professional assistance with. So, um, I, you know, I think that's, that's a really a good tool to use. 
All right. Well, Heather, I really appreciate you speaking with me for a few minutes today, and I hope that we got some wheels spinning in people's minds out there because I do think that we are approaching our client communications in the in the wrong way, and we've been doing it for so many years. So thank you for your perspective. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.